Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha, and again, we're joined with our fashion guru, our uh, aficionado, some would say, an expert, others would say. <laughs> My co-host. And I'm Matt Staub. I guess there's, it's kind of fashion related, I suppose. It's not? Oh. I guess. As much as we'll ever get into it. I'd... Well, I mean, no, I, I don't want to, you know, you're, you're the expert. You tell me. They do sell more than clothes at these places, I believe, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about this stuff. So yeah, please tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been to one in a long time. Urban Outfitters, which I guess they also own Anthropology and Free People. I feel like I've been to anthropology before. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So Urban Outfitters, I don't even know where they're headquartered, but this happened in Pennsylvania. Somebody sent an email out recently basically saying, salaried employees were urged to work side by side with paid workers to pack and ship orders as a team building activity, which I was going to make it sound nicer than that, but it's just, I mean, it's just kind of silly, but the people that are getting paid by the hour are okay. Like it makes sense for them. But what about all these salaried employees who I'm assuming they aren't working in the fulfillment center most of the time or ever. Yeah. So these are people not even doing a job they normally do asked to volunteer and come in on the weekends. So for this weekend, so slightly better than being told they have to come. But basically what this amounts to is salary workers being asked to volunteer their time for free, which could create a problem. But that is a little bit editorialized. Yeah. Because the company would probably say, okay, they're not coming in to work for free. These salaried employees are coming in voluntarily to work on this particular day because they're still getting paid, right? I mean, they're, they're paid salary, whether they work 50 hours or 40 hours, they get paid the same amount. Right. And so people, I think a lot of times people think that once they're paid a salary that the exempt, non-exempt issue doesn't come into play. I think that's probably a pretty common thought. Would you say so? Oh, yeah. I mean, pe- and people don't even realize you can actually be a salary non-exempt. It's not common. I don't know why some people do it, but I, I don't particularly like it. Yeah, salary non-exempt employee. Yeah, what that means is you can still be get paid a salary and still get overtime pay, which is really the best of both worlds, I guess. But yeah. And, and really it can be problematic, especially like that often happens. Okay. Look, I'm just going to pay you X amount for 40 hours a week and, and that's it. And there's no expectation of overtime, but then there's that occasional week or two that goes over 40 hours and you're like, you kind of just brush it aside, but ends up being a problem down the line. Yeah. And you still have to pay, if that's the case, you have to pay it out regardless of whether you told them to leave or not. But you know, why is that not being brought up in this instance? And so the exempt, not exempt issue that we were just talking about, there is, amongst other requirements, there is a, a minimum salary threshold. So in Pennsylvania, where this was, it's only $23,660 annually. So Yeah, and that's the, actually a federal minimum, or 20660 or 23600 23660 is what I have here. I thought the federal is, is 600 and maybe maybe Pennsylvania $60 more. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, Pennsylvania, according to the, what I'm reading here, which I think I was pulled from the state website earlier, but Pennsylvania maintains a test to determine exemption, making a weekly salary of over $155 a week. <laughs> okay. If they calculate it based on a weekly salary, then their 52 weeks may be different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's the same as federal or slightly off, I mean, it's still... 
that bare bones minimum of 23,660, which for this federal and in, in Pennsylvania and California, I think, I don't forget the exact number in California, but it's in the 30s. It's like double minimum wage, right? Yeah, whatever that equates to. But this reminded me of when we talked about probably a couple months ago with Obama's idea of what was what was he setting at fifty, right? Oh yeah, I mean he it was fifty thousand four forty, which is of course more than double actually, and that was back in July, which you know hasn't happened yet because I think that we're gonna head there, but it's such a huge thing, and it might be too disruptive for the workforce, you know, and and it might have too much of an impact. So I understand why it may not have happened yet. Yeah, I mean that's that's too high of a raise in my opinion as well, but. What are we getting down to here with this issue? So if you have someone who is exempt, which a lot of these people are, you know, these managers, for example, they're going to be exempt, assuming the pay is high enough, which it will be in Pennsylvania. What we have is a situation where you do have disgruntled workers because this was a quote unquote volunteer email. But let's say you do have a situation where you have a salaried worker that's exempt and you tell them that they need to come in on the weekend to do some work for something. I think this is the, well, I don't know if uh, the guy from Office Space was exempt or not, but this is the kind of, it's that idea, right? It's him being told he has to come in on Saturday and and in that case, Sunday as well to do some work. I mean, as a salaried employee that's exempt, you're in a tough sort of situation there from from that perspective. Well, he he might fit that at computer exemptions. Oh yeah, computer professional. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what his job duties were, but TPS report creator basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. But this is an article from the Huffington Post that I think I think my wife actually forwarded this to me. I think that's where we came with the idea. I kind of have a a problem with the spin on it. I mean, maybe it's because I'm you know, we represent employers and businesses and we're constantly looking at that way, but it it was voluntary. And even if it wasn't voluntary, frankly, so long as they are being paid at least minimum wage and they fit that salary test and they're fitted in that duty test, even the duty test, by the way, just because your job position is a managerial position doesn't mean that you have to have a hundred percent of your, your job duty to be exempt work. There's different standards depending upon whether the federal standard or a state standard. But look, if, if majority of your work is such that it's exempt, and then on one day of the week or one day a month, you go in and help out you know, with packaging that is otherwise non-exempt duty, that's not uh, against the law. So frankly, I, I just don't think it, th- this company should be shamed for doing something that is well within the bounds of law. Frankly, there's other companies that do much, much worse than, than something like this. I mean, it seems a little too extreme. Oh yeah, no doubt with that. So if you're this a manager in this situation, you're going in and working on the weekend, which is not fun, but you're also doing work that I think is pretty simple. So you're not exerting the work you might normally be doing as a manager. I mean, from a labor perspective, you're doing, I guess, more labor intensive work, but you don't really have to use your mind too much, I'm assuming. Yeah. But still, I mean, they did it definitely did put a spin on this article that was written. But but to be fair, and, and just to kind of go back of what I just said, I think the bigger picture is that what's concerning is that you have these exempt employees that are so-called exempt, yet they're being paid very little. And that's kind of why Obama is considering raising that minimum level, because someone who makes that you know $24,000 a year or less can still be exempt, seems a little, it doesn't flow to reality. And that number just hasn't been updated in God knows who, how long. I think that's the ultimate problem here is 
that number needs to be bumped up. I don't think it needs to go all the way to 50. It needs to be somewhere in between because, like you said, it's it's a way, at least in my opinion, it's a way to take advantage of workers by fitting on them into the requirements, making them salaried employees, and taking advantage of them, telling them they need to come in on the weekend or work late, etc. And just, you know, once you get down to the actual effective pay per hour, it doesn't equate to what you're expecting maybe when you took the position. Absolutely. But you could also work, you know, 100 hours a week, get paid good money, and your effective pay per hour could be pretty low too. So I don't know if you read this, but how much do you think an urban outfitter manager gets paid on average? It could be like a high school kid, right? So yeah, it says manager. I mean, I don't know what that means, store manager. 38,000. No way. Seriously? Yeah. That's the exact amount. Oh, well, I also worked there. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. No, I didn't. And, and you're a, the fashion guru, so <laughs> that's like a magic trick we just presented to them, <laughs> which of course is not that impressive in any way. Yeah. But actually, a store manager looks like their average is fifty six thousand. Which again, okay, a store manager definitely makes sense. I mean, out of thirty five urban outfitters' salaries, fifty six k that would be within the rules that Obama has, and that makes sense. Exempt. Frankly, I mean, thirty eight thousand. That's not that far from it. I mean. It's about $12,000 or I know actually more than that. <laughs> it's actually about 18,000. 38 to 50 is 12. 56. Oh, 56. Well, proportionally it's a- Just ignore my math. I don't, I don't remember now. Percentage wise, it's quite the difference, I think. No, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, I, I, but my point is, okay, $38,000 a year. I mean, should that be an exempt employee? Like I was saying, I think the number falls somewhere in between. 38 seems pretty fair. It's all, yeah, it's almost there. Maybe a little higher, right? Yeah. Well, we need to look at what the national average is for salaries and family incomes, things like that. Because Yeah, you're right. I mean, this is Urban Outfitters, I'm sure, is across East Coast to West Coast and maybe certain areas. And, and, and I think that makes sense. So, I mean, states are free to obviously set their own minimums, just like California did. And so they yeah. can always set it higher. Going up to 50 on a federal level makes California even higher, which that's what kind of is concerning is that California being the state like it is, if they didn't raise the minimum, then having on a federal level raise the minimum beyond California seems too extreme. Yeah, I think we even talked about that before. Did we mention that? Okay. If you're going past California, you know you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the limit. Yeah. We talked about last week, they just passed the Equal Pay Act, and I think one of our writers actually wrote another article about that this week. So California is a uh, progressive state. I think the takeaway here is from the employer's perspective is both sides. It's a a two-edged... Double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. I would think most swords should be double-edged, but I don't know. I've never (laughs) held a sword. But anyways, from an employer's perspective, you could possibly use this sort of exempt salaried employee to your advantage, but just understand the other side of the sword is your employees might not like you and might end up leaving because they feel like they're getting taken advantage of. So you have to find the right balance in between the two, I think. Absolutely. I do want to add that there is some advantages to a single-edged sword. (laughs) And I'm reading about it, and and it's where there's only a taper on one side, and apparently there's some advantages as far as being able to wield it a little bit more fluidly and things like that. So (laughs) keep that in mind. I guess, like I said, I, I don't anticipate ever using a sword, so if I do, I'll, I'm gonna I'm still going to opt for the double-edged. So since there's a non-sharp edge, the thick back of a single edge is also good to kind of be as a defensive side for enemies' blows, so it's good for defense. 
I mean, if you're swinging back and forth, both sides are going to connect. So let's agree to disagree on this. <laughs> it's something that people have been considering for hundreds of years, I'm sure. Well, just like I'm the fashion expert, you're the medieval sword expert. So that's right. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.